Hi, this is Jackie, the creator and head writer of the sexypolitico.com, and I'm here with a new podcast. This podcast is going to focus on women in politics and historical women in politics. Is this podcast for you? This podcast is for you if you want to learn more about the badass women who rule the world. Although we all know Beyonce rules the world. Our first episode is going to focus on the 2020 election. And no, we're not even going to focus on the presidential election. Even though it is amazing that a woman will be our vice president, and in my opinion, not soon enough, I really want to focus on Congress. I don't know if you realize this or not, but a historical number of women have been elected or re-elected to the United States Congress. That's being both the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate. And at this point that I'm recording everything, not all the states have certified their elections. At the time of this recording, 141 women will be serving in Congress. 127 of these women will be serving in the U.S. House of Representatives, and 25 of them will be serving in the Senate. Now, Kamala Harris is currently serving as a U.S. Senator, and when she is inaugurated as Vice President in January, she will have to resign her Senate seat, and we can't know for certain who the governor of California will choose to replace her. Let's think of this in percentages, though. There are 100 senators. 25 of them will be women. That means 25% of the voting members of the U.S. Senate will be female, while 50.52% of the United States population is female. Now, let's take a look at the House. There are 435 members of the U.S. House of Representatives with six additional non-voting members. Only 127 of these members will be female. That means 29% of the members of the House will be female. And what is absolutely crazier to me is that this is a historic high for women in government, where only one-third of the representation is female. This selection also includes other firsts for federally elected females. 26 Republican women were elected into the U.S. House of Representatives and eight Republican women were elected into the Senate. Now, considering how close the presidential election was, it's amazing how few Republican females are being elected into high office. While I personally don't agree with the views of all of these women, representation matters and conservative women are constantly talked about as being an important voting block, so why aren't they holding office? Fifty women of color were elected between the House and Senate. That number is entirely too small, considering the demographics of the United States. Why am I focusing on just pure numbers so much? 
again, as I've said before, and other people have said as well, representation matters. We hear that phrase all the time. We hear about it when we're talking about movies or TV shows and how roles should go to people from the social or ethnic background and that being represented by somebody who is from your community actually matters and it is important. But... Being able to see minority characters on TV shows is one thing, but seeing minority people creating laws shows that that person could one day or could change the law themselves. That, importantly, that little boys, little girls, little gender non-conforming people could one day grow up and make these laws or run this country. I... I'm a mom, and you better get used to me referring to my son as the bear. My son is biracial. I am white. My husband is Chinese. And as a mom, seeing people of different nationalities on screen or in government makes me feel good. It really makes me hopeful that one day my son won't be the first Asian president if that is what he chooses to be. Now it's history time. I graduated from Northern Illinois University in 2007 with a degree in history and political science and a minor in Southeast Asian studies. I don't have a lot of time in my day-to-day life to do the historical research that I actually truly love doing. So each episode I plan on having part of it look at the historical aspects of what we're talking about in this episode. So Looking at the House of Representatives archives, only 366 women in total have ever served as a member of the U.S. House of Representatives, voting or non-voting, or as a senator. That's just 366. And currently, we have 131 women serving as the time of this podcast being recorded. Now, some of you might wonder, who is the first female member of Congress? Well, I can tell you. Her name is Jeanette Ranking. She was a Republican from Montana, and she served from 1917 to 1919. And then again, she served from 1941 to 1943. And she's actually a pretty interesting woman, and I might end up doing a podcast episode about her later. Marcy Captur, I might be mispronouncing that, is the longest serving member of the House of Representatives. She is a Democrat from Ohio and was first elected in 1983 and was re-elected this past November. Now let's look at the Senate. 57 total women have served in the U.S. Senate. The first female senator only served for one day. That's it, one day. Her name was Rebecca Latmer Felton. She was one of the senators from Georgia and is still considered the oldest junior senator ever. And she was a senator on November 21st, 1922. This story is interesting how she became a one-day senator. 
The governor of Georgia at the time, Thomas W. Hardwick, was candidate for Senate in the general election that November coming up when the currently serving senator from Georgia died. Hardwick, trying to appeal to women voters since he had opposed the 19th Amendment, appointed Rebecca Felton to the Senate on October 3rd, 1922. She was 87, she wasn't going to run against him in the general, and Congress wasn't expected to convene until after the election, so it was thought she would never be sworn in. But Hardwick lost, and Walter F. George won. When Senate reconvened on November 21st, Felton asked George if she could be sworn in for one day, and Walter George agreed as a symbolic gesture. The second woman to serve in the Senate was Hattie Carraway, who was appointed originally in 1931 to fill her husband's seat after he passed away. But Carraway served for 13 years, so she was also the first woman elected to the Senate after proving herself. It took until 1949 before a woman was elected to the Senate without having to be appointed or used as a short-term fix like Laddie's pile. Margaret Chase Smith was the first woman elected on her own merit, and she served for 24 distinguished years. Barbara Milkowski, I apologize if you ever hear this podcast, surpassed Margaret Chase Smith's years of service and is currently the longest-serving female senator. Milkowski served in the Senate from 1987 until 2017. 30 years. Diane Feinstein will break that record if all goes well and nothing crazy happens, but it's 2020, so who knows. Now, let's take a look at his at women of color historically in the House and Senate. Who's the first black woman in Congress? Well, that was Democrat Shirley Chisholm. She was elected to the House of Representatives in 1968 and served from January 1969 until December 1978. The first black female senator was Democrat Carol Mosley Braun, who served from January 1993 till January 1999. The first Latina member of the House of Representatives was Republican Barbara Vonovich. Vonovich? I'm sorry, who served from January 1983 until January 1997. The first Latina member of the Senate is Catherine Cortez Masto, who was elected in January of 2017 and is currently serving her first term. The first Asian member of the House was Democrat Patsy Minsk, who was also the first woman of color ever elected to Congress. Mink was first elected in 1964. She served from 1965 to 1977, and then again after taking a break from 1989 until 2001. Democrat Maisie Hirono was the first Asian woman elected to the U.S. Senate. She was first elected to the Senate. She had previously served in the House in 2012 and is currently serving out her second term. Florence Prague Khan in 1925 was the first Jewish woman elected to Congress, so she is the first non-Christian member of Congress. Charlotte Reed in 1969 was the first woman to wear pants in either the House or the Senate, which is hilarious that this was listed under a list of facts. 
Yvonne Braithwaite Burke in 1973 was the first woman in either chamber to give birth and was granted maternity leave. Tammy Baldwin was the first openly gay woman in either chamber. Nancy Pelosi is the first female minority whip and the first female Speaker of the House. Maisie Hirono Hirono in 2007 was the first Buddhist in either chamber. Tulsi Gabbard in 2013 was the first Hindu person in either chamber. Kristen Sinema in 2013 was the first bisexual woman in either chamber. In 2018, Ilian Oman and Rashid Talib were the first Muslim women. 2018 was a big year of first. Angie Craig was the first lesbian mother elected into either chamber. Sharice David and Deb Harlan were the first Native American women elected. Davids was also the first Native American lesbian elected into Congress. She is a member of the Ho-Chunk Winnipego people and is an enrolled member of the Ho-Chunk Nation of Wisconsin. Harland is a member of the Laguna Pueblo people. Congresswoman-elect Yvette Harrell was, will be the first Cherokee woman elected to the House. Chair Congresswoman-elect Republican Stephanie Bice is the first Iranian-American elected into the House. Some other notable firsts. In 1989, the gym opened up for women in the U.S. House of Representatives. It wasn't until 2009 the pool opened up. And it wasn't until 2011 that they got a women's bathroom close to the governing chambers. Here's some other things. Alaska, Mississippi, North Dakota, and Vermont have never elected a woman to the U.S. House of Representatives. Yes, I am putting you on blast. Alaska, Mississippi, North Dakota, and Vermont. Now, this is a longer list. Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware. Idaho, Kentucky, Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, and Wyoming have never sent a female senator to Washington, D.C. Why am I pointing out a bunch of facts that you can find online? Why does it matter when the best person should just get the job? It matters in the same way that we should have a jury of our peers, because nobody really knows what it's like to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, and we need to stop pretending we can. Having more women in government shows the world that we respect the voices of females and we we respect our female citizens. And seeing women of different backgrounds in Congress makes me happy because we need more. Well, this is going to wrap up the first Sex Political podcast. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review, share us with your friends, and come back next week for a new episode as we talk talk about the first Native American women in Congress. Now, remember, don't forget how sexy you are. Stay sexy, vote, and get involved. Thank you for listening, and bye.